This is the Commercial Property Cashflow Blueprint Podcast. Big cashflow property secrets from retired Byron Bay surfing fanatic and commercial property expert, James Dawson. Hi everyone, James Dawson here from James Dawson Commercial Property. In today's little podcast, I'm going to swing slightly away from commercial property investing and talk about one of my other favorite forms of investing, which is short-term and holiday letting, and also how it's helped me balance my portfolio. Now, like any smart investor, I've got a diversified portfolio. I've got both commercial and residential properties on the go. And not only that, I've got some residential that's just that. It's just rented out as a family home. I've got some apartments up in Mackay. And I've also got residential that I treat as commercial or sort of pseudo-commercial, I guess you'd say. And I let that out in a short-term holiday basis. Now, why would I do that? Well, essentially, it's because I'm trying to get a bit of a balance with those residential properties and get higher income than just the normal set and forget. And also, when I do short-term letting, I'm able to keep control of the property because it gets cleaned regularly. I'm I'm regularly able to inspect it. It's very close to where I live. And basically, I can look after my investment. Now, that particular large property is a bit of a rural property, so it's got some cabins and things as well. And you may have seen on one of the podcasts, I've got recently put a boat on the dam. So it's a bit of a hobby, I guess, as well, but it turns a nice little income. Now, in the long term, this kind of balance provides a bit of extra stability And in a way, it means that if you've got this dual sort of rental situation going on and at a higher than normal return, that can help you as an investor be a little bit market proof. That means that, you know, if the market goes down, I can uh, rely on the buffer that I've built up from the high income that I've gained from those properties. And it also means that there's growth there's extra cash flow and therefore there's flexibility. Now one of my favorites is, and I'm sure you've seen if you've watched my podcast or look at the website, is really a mix of commercial and residential and particularly residential above say a shop in an area that will support short term holiday rental or serviced rental. Now years ago, it was often quite hard to manage those style of properties because real estate agents didn't really want to know about it. And if you wanted to manage them yourself, you really have to be there or employ someone to do it. So it got a little bit expensive. Now Airbnb and other rental websites like Stays, for example, have completely changed the face of what you can do with this kind of property. And I'm talking, say, a small residential property above a shop or just a small residential house that you might have and you want to increase the income. I've been doing short-term holiday rental for years. I live in Byron, so obviously it's a great spot to do it up here. There's never any shortage of people wanting a place to stay that's close to town. But this can also work even in a small regional country town uh, in the city. It can work anywhere. In fact, I used to say to people, if there's a motel in the town that you're looking at, generally Airbnb or short-term letting through stays or another site should work. But now with Airbnb and stays, there's a new flow of people from all over the world that's sort of creating this demand into areas that they otherwise wouldn't go. They leave reviews on the properties and that attracts more people. So let's say you've got a, a small property that might be out near the vineyards somewhere. Um, you know, you can really boost that property by using these sites and actually create a little business. Now, I'm not saying it's going to rocket ahead straight away. You need to present the property 
as well as possible and also make sure your marketing and photographs etc are all really good you can get on the airbnb site for example and they guide you through all the steps that you need to do that now using these sites is a fantastic way to actually research your price and and the properties that are available so if you're thinking of doing an airbnb or short-term letting just on one of the other sites in a particular location you can actually just search that location on those sites already and work out what rent other people are charging so it's quite easy to get the market intelligence on on a location so you can work out if it's going to fire or not you can actually even look at the calendars online for each of those properties to see how often they are booked as well now typically for example in Byron Bay just using that as an example you could get say $700 to $1,000 a week for an average house in Byron just on a regular residential lease but the same place might be three, four, five hundred, or one of mine's actually even $1,500 a night on a holiday rental lease. So that's a huge difference in income. Now of course there's costs that come out of that and now typically there's about 25% costs to run these style of properties and that includes your marketing, any commissions you might pay, cleaning and maintenance. So that sounds like a huge amount but realistically, when you work backwards and add up the higher rental, I know some houses, for example, here in Byron Bay that are earning over 200,000 a year, when they would perhaps be only earning about 50,000 a year on a permanent rental. So even with the 25% deducted from that, it's still a great cash flow. Now what I've noticed in the last couple of years that when there are quiet times in the market, say you know during some times in winter, for example, and sometimes the place is not rented, but what happens is there's this sort of new marketplace of people that are traveling around and happy to come in the very low period. So you're filling up the quiet periods more and more using these websites. And when I talk to friends and, and acquaintances about Airbnb and holiday letting, a lot of people say, oh, look, I couldn't really be bothered managing that property myself or getting online and doing all those things, but you can actually get someone else to do it. There's been lots of little businesses that have sprung up recently over the last couple of years that manage the whole thing for you. So it's listed on Airbnb, but they organize the keys, the bonds, any uh, cleaning, changing the sheets, gift baskets, any little repairs, anything just like a normal property manager. Now because they're usually doing a number of properties at the same time, this can mean that also can actually boost your income because they can swap tenants from one to the other if they perhaps get an inquiry for one property and it's full they can move them into your property if it's vacant so what it means is for the landlord that it becomes a completely hands-off experience with excellent cash flow generally they will charge maybe about 12 percent uh, to manage that property but it's well worth it that's 12 percent of the rent collected of course one thing I've learned from using Airbnb and the other site stays is that it's very easy to work out what other properties are like, of course, because you can see them all online and what they're missing. And all you have to do is just be a little bit creative and provide what those other properties aren't. Now that might be, for example, getting into the pet friendly market. So I've got one rural property that I holiday let and we decided to make it pet friendly and that really boosted the bookings because most people struggle to go on holidays to find a place for their dog or cat or whatever they'd like to bring. Now obviously there's going to be specific rules etc for a pet friendly property 
but that's all easy to handle and that's all agreed to before they come to the property. What I find in in the holiday letting or short-term apartment rental business, for example, is that most owners seem to aim for an occupancy of about 70%. So that 70% of the year is leased. Now what that means is that there's another 30% of the year that is used you know, for the times between lettings, the changeovers, for example. But I also find that a lot of owners use that 30% for themselves, or in our case, for example, sometimes we donate weeks to charity organizations so that they can use the property as well. Now, of course, getting back to my main focus of property, which is commercial, what I find is, is that having the ability to be able to increase the rent on a normal residential apartment to almost a commercial level. So let's say if you've got a shop downstairs and then you've got an old apartment above, that you quickly tidy that apartment up, perhaps do the kitchen and bathroom. It doesn't cost much to furnish them. You get it online and suddenly you're getting a rent that's perhaps in reality net to you might be 50% more than the residential rent. Now that can make a huge difference to your cash flow and it's something that I know a lot of people are doing time and time again. So I hope you've enjoyed this little podcast. Look forward to chatting soon.